I think we've hit bottom. That's what I told him after the game. You know, you have to sometimes hit bottom, and if this isn't bottom, then we'll find some new ends to the earth, I guess. April 21st, 2012. It was a day after the 100th anniversary of Fenway Park, and the Red Sox had a 9-0 lead in the fifth inning against the New York Yankees. Four innings later, Boston's rivals scored 15 unanswered runs as the Yankees defeated the Red Sox 15-9. Boston had lost 10 of their first 14 games, and the new manager was being booed out of Fenway. I've been booed in, you know, a couple countries, a few different, few different stadiums, but uh, I never, you know, I don't want to be booed. Six days before the meltdown against New York, Valentine was in the middle of another controversy. In an interview, Valentine called out infielder Kevin Euclid publicly, saying he wasn't as physically or emotionally into the game like he was in previous seasons. The clubhouse may have agreed with the statement. What surprised them is these guys had never had a manager like that who would call guys out. All these guys, yeah, they had minor league managers, but Tito's their only manager they've ever known. So you bring Bobby into the mix and just switch it all up. I mean, I could see where those guys can go sideways and be like, you know what, this guy's crazy. If there's one thing I could say about Bobby that the main thing he could have done different was just have a little bit more of a filter. I didn't agree with some of the stuff that went on, um, you know, but I think the Euclid thing was handled wrong. You know, Bobby was a little bit more vocal in the media um, and put the, put the blame on who it was supposed to be on. And I think those guys didn't really know how to deal with it. I don't really understand what, you know, what Bobby's trying to do, but that's really not the way we go about our, our stuff around here. So um, I'm sure he'll figure that out soon. For a player to say that about his new manager, in April, and this was a theme, I think, of why Bobby ultimately didn't work, he was constantly causing distractions. It was like, this guy is making our jobs harder, not easier. Sometimes he would say stuff to the media or you know, to anybody and try to light a fire. Managers have different ways of doing things, and you know, I don't think it really went over all that well with a lot of the guys. Everyone around here knows that I go out and play you know, with emotion, and. Actually, my emotions, the only time my emotions ever been questioned is really because I've been too emotional about stuff. So but that's just how it is. The day after Valentine's controversial comments, Euclid was waiting for Valentine outside his office. And he was quite angry. And he said, I can't believe you said those things on TV last night in an interview. And he said, my agent just texted me these comments that you made. And they're the worst comments that anybody ever made about me. The 33-year-old was nursing a few injuries, still at odds with the starting pitchers, and in the eyes of the manager, becoming a major distraction. I was sick and tired of it. That was as bad of a situation as you could imagine. And he was totally struggling with this situation. It wasn't fun for him to be with this group, and it wasn't fun for anyone else, including me, to have him with the group. The relationship between Euclid and Valentine would never be the same. After eight and a half seasons in Boston, the 2007 World Series champ would be traded to the White Sox in June. Valentine was relieved the situation was resolved. It didn't go away until Euclid went away. Rookie Will Middlebrooks took over and replaced Euclid at third base. He hasn't forgotten the professionalism Euclid showed when they were teammates. He doesn't have to help me. I'm there. I'm playing well. He's hurt. I'm killing it. I'm having a good month. I mean, he's taking me out to dinner. He bought me multiple suits. 
um, he took care of me. Euclid was the icon of Boston. He was the hard-nosed, grinding player that Boston's always been known for. To see a guy like that go through what he went through, it was tough. It was like him you know, getting sent away from home when he didn't want to. Like I, when I see Euclid, I think like he's like Pedroia. I feel like he should have been there for ever and retired as a Red Sox. For a guy who was drafted by the Red Sox and would have happily been a Red Sox lifer, at that point in his career, with that relationship with the manager, I think it was best for all sides that he moved on. I thought it was good for everyone. I guess I maybe I handled it wrong. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't think I did.